Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back, job makers. Oh, let one go and it smells terrible. I don't know if it's gonna come your way or not, Tyler. Maybe I should turn this fan back on. <laughs> sucks it your direction. Suck. Sucks it. He didn't say sex it. You gotta work on your enunciation. <clears throat> I'm I swear I said suck. I mean, you did, you just the way you said it. It's kinda like peanuts and cokes. Um <clears throat> We're continually modular with our setup. We have not... This is three weeks in a row now where we have not set up the same way or in the same exact spot uh, with our setup. So now we're we're still in the new office, folks. Um, But now we're in the the other spot of the new office because it was the only tables or desks that we could find to to set up. Strap these microphones (laughs) to. And even Matt, he didn't have uh, a table strap. Yeah, I don't have my... Typical uh, mic stand setup that uh, that clamps to the table, so I may I may come in and out of out of your ear holes uh, to the listeners because I'm still getting used to this. You might uh, mic setup. Pin your chair so that it stays sitting up. That's what I was trying to figure. I'm over here. No, it, I think it is pinned. Oh no, there it goes. All right, all right, that's better. I'm over here he, working he on. He all my... of a sudden, uh, just like. Did a little jig yeah. in, the, in the seat, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is here. Yeah. This is right. Well, it. This is here." Well, because before that, like the seat, the chair was leaning back, and I'm having to lean forward to stay <laughs> into the mic. So I was like, really getting a good core exercise there. Meanwhile, I'm over here relaxed. Yeah, I was feeling. I was. I was just thinking to myself. I was like, "This wouldn't. This would be just as easy to sit on like a medicine ball or something like." <laughs> Just over here on a workout ball, trying to trying to stay balanced. I don't understand how people do podcasts like that. Man, you know, it's a good core workout, I guess. It helps with your posture or something. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know. This is good. Black Rifle so, Coffee. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, uh, we, got a, we got a new uh, sponsor that yeah. doesn't pay us, but we'll uh, gladly <laughs> yeah. pump their name out there. Black Rifle Coffee. We did it years ago, or what, a year and a half, two years ago at your old, your Probably, old office? Yeah, my old office, yeah. We, we, we pumped their name just a little bit, but man, these it's espresso good with creams. Yeah, they now carry, like it's now carried at, at Quick Trips and Come and Go, so basically anyone across the nation can get a hold of some can. And Murphy Oil. Yeah, yeah, so basically everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know where Murphy Oil is, but uh, so it's not a cold. A here in town. It's not a cold brew coffee, but it's a lot like um, it's like a coffee energy drink of sorts. Two hundred milligrams of caffeine, and it tastes great. Like it's not like I don't like super sweet. Like Monster you Coffee don't like is not coffee that great. with creamer in it. Not yeah, not generally no. And like Monster Coffees, they're a little too sweet. Like they're very sugary. So. If I remember right, the only <clears throat> coffee creamer that I've ever seen you use was a butter pecan or something like that. Yeah, a southern butter pecan. Occasionally I'll use that. Actually, whenever we, uh, uh, last year, uh, we made a bunch of pecan milk. And I will, this this fall, I'm planning on making a lot of pecan milk because we've, we've, we're just going to collect far more pecans than we collected last year. Okay, okay, hang on. 
<laughs> Show me the tip on a pecan. <clears throat> I'm, I'm telling you, they're there. You just gotta, you gotta use tweezers to milk them. <laughs> How do you make pecan milk? Same way you make like any nut milk, like almonds. You just um, you you put oh, them in. I'm a, sure there's a different way to make a different kind of nut. <laughs> but moving on, <laughs> tree nut milk. Goodness, <laughs> um, the use a use a food processor. You know, pecan milk's pretty simple to make. You just put pecans, water, and then um, you add vanilla, and you can add like honey for a sweetener or something like that. Um, Are you guys doing that because pretty much everybody in your family is? Lactose intolerant. Um, that and we have like a like we have so many pecans we don't know what to do with them all. You know, uh, we have. I, I mean, so I have, I have like five five pecan trees just in the immediate area around my house, and um, and so like just collecting pecans like in the backyard like in a in a day we could you know get like four or five gallon buckets full of pecans. Dang. Of just you know collecting throughout the day. Uh, so usually that's what, you know, in the fall time, that's what we'll have the kids do. We'll give them a bucket and be like, go get pecans. And so they'll... You know, they make a little, uh, like a little, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's a tool that mm-hmm. picks up pecans. I have I have one, yeah. It, it rolls on the ground and... It works, it works fairly decently. It's not 100%. Like sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't pick some up. Sometimes it picks up the occasional twig or whatever, but it's... So, do, works. do the chickens and the ducks, well, probably not the ducks, but the chickens and the pigs, they probably uh, eat a good amount of pecans. The pigs eat a lot of pecans. They love pecans. Um, the, so uh, right about now is when they're starting to fall. The pecans are starting to fall. And so if you like listen to the front pasture and you hear like the pigs out there, you hear them just cracking away with the pecans. You hear all this <laughs> snapping and cracking, and that's because they, they're, they're rooting around finding the pecans and, and munching on them. They love pecans. They like pecans and acorns. And a good 70% of the trees, <clears throat> the hardwoods in my, in my, the mature trees in my woods are either pecan trees or oak trees. So I have lots of pecans and acorns. So have you, uh, you gone out and looked out on the, the island, uh, done a little bit of scouting for a no. week long? No, I have not yet. I need to do that. Um, I, I'm almost thinking, man, uh, I'm, I'm almost thinking I don't necessarily want to set up blinds and I'm, especially the lack of the lack of like scouting and preparation that we've done. It almost makes more sense to just do a little bit of spot and stock, like get around in the woods, move quietly and see what we can see. You, you have been with me whenever I... I know you sound like an elephant crashing through the, <laughs> through the woods. You're louder than armadillos, um, but you have a crossbow, so like, you don't have to. You don't have to draw back. I think I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll set up a blind and put so, you so can the elephants in. can st- sit. Yeah, because <laughs> I may I may not I may not uh, sit in a blind because I don't. I'm also really wanting to hide from them hogs. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that just freaks me out. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not too worried about pigs. I don't know. Maybe Excuse it's me. Maybe it's because I spend a lot of time around pigs, anyways. Um, 
Wild pigs are different than domesticated pigs. I know, but I've 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 come I've been around wild pigs before. In fact, when I first got my property, like before we cleared the pastures, like I I I, I came up on a pig and startled it, and it the it ran away from me. Like every instance that I every interaction I've had with a wild pig involves the pig getting freaked out and running away. Like I've never walked up on one and it has even attempted to like like stand up to me or anything it, or like walk towards me they always say, run off stand up so they get on their bi- their hind head <clears throat> yeah it's a weird phenomenon yeah that's those bear pigs that we got out there <laughs> um yeah so i don't know uh, i have not got out and i actually haven't even been on the lake in i don't know probably three weeks or so oh man I know it's almost. I I, I feel like it's probably kind of criminal. I, I'm not. I Especially as there. close to, you, to the lake as you live. Yep. Yeah, I know. I've just been busy because I've spent more time up here in Tulsa than I normally do because I've been spending at least three um, days a week, and here the last three weeks I've been four four days a week up in Tulsa just because you know uh, trying to push to get your truck done. And then I've got a bunch of other stuff that was on my schedule that I'm trying to manage at the same time. And I really needed to, you know, devote at least two days a week to your truck. And so that meant, you know, two, one to two other days doing other stuff to work on the other customers' vehicles. And then on when I am down there on the day off, I've got farm stuff that has to be done. And I, I just felt like I couldn't go. There were a couple days where I was like, I'm going to get on the lake. But then I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I was like, there's stuff that has to get done. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to relax out on the lake. I'm just going to be thinking about the stuff that I didn't get done today. And uh, so I would just end up doing work. But I, I'm running out of chores to need to really, that are like high priority stuff to do at the farm. So except for the covered parking build that I need to do sometime soon. But that I kind of need a second set of hands for anyway. So... <clears throat> You know, alongside my shop, I'm gonna I'm gonna build covered parking there, like a lean to or something. Yeah, and I have all the materials for it. It's been sitting out in my front lawn for um, two months now, or over two months. Can get warped. Nah, it'll be fine. It's pressure treated and it's all sitting flat. Um, in fact, I had uh, a guy from my church came over and we were uh, we were chatting and he said, "What?" He's like, "What?" Like he's like, "Are you are you like?" Uh, flexing on your neighbors and I'm like what do you mean he's like you he's like he's he he pointed to my pile of lumber that I have stacked out there I was like oh yeah yeah that's just to impress the neighbors I'm not planning on building anything I just want people to know I'm rich (laughs) because I've got a stack of lumber he's like man he's like look he's like that's got to be like twenty five hundred dollars worth of lumber (laughs) I was like yeah man these these days in the lumber prices it's probably more impressive to have building materials sitting out in your front lawn than having a Lamborghini in your driveway (laughs) (laughs) but I do but in order to I I need a second set of hands to build it because so the project got delayed because the ground was rock-solid because we had no rain and and there is uh, i've got to drill some post holes to to do the project and then <clears throat> the ground has softened up but um i haven't really had the chance to because my brother had time to help me before when i originally got the stuff because he hadn't started ubering yet but now now that the ground's soft enough he hasn't had he hasn't really had enough time to to where he could come out there for like a full day or two 
because I've got to work with 12-foot lumber and hang 12-foot lumber. That's kind of difficult to do on your own. So that's really all I need. Like if I can get the framing done and get it framed up, I can put the metal roofing on myself because those panels are more manageable in size. <clears throat> but trying to handle those 12-foot lumber, it's, 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 a, it's a bit difficult. I thought you were going to say something else. It's a, it's a, he even started the first word of it's that. It's a I'm going. bit difficult. <laughs> mm. I'm telling you, this Black Rifle Coffee is good. Mm-hmm. So last week we talked about, possibly talking about, uh, <coughs> social media censorship. <clears throat> and at what point, it's a kind of a conundrum. So as a business owner and as a constitutionalist i would say and a, and a lover of freedom i don't like the idea of government putting regulations on private businesses however at what point do we decide that these private businesses are really like a town square and 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 first amendment protections exist for the users of these platforms <clears throat> cuz it is a conundrum like could you imagine you know if the if you as a uh, you know, as a private business owner, said uh, decided that sorry that you didn't want like say you owned a social media company and like w- I, I think the smart business move I think as a business owner would be to allow people to say whatever as a First Amendment protection within the bounds of the protections of the First Amendment without censorship bias one way or another. So if you get some hard left leaning individuals on your platform, you know, even though you're a conservative, I think the smart business move would be to allow freedom of speech just because um, it would draw people to that platform to a degree. But so if you, (coughs) if you open it up just full on wide open uh, and no censorship, uh, then you have problems like uh um like TikTok. Uh they yep. they've got girls that are just uh trying to be as risque as possible and then the next thing you know, uh your ten year old's got his TikTok and he's flipping through there and sees a pair of boobs, which that's a good day for a ten year old boy, but Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it sounds like this ten year old wins. In this scenario, that's a good day for a 10 year old boy, but uh, at the same time, uh, that's so here's not a great thing for uh, society, yeah, yeah. And and, and, okay, you know, you could, you could, you know, I mean, the First Amendment does not, I don't think the First Amendment protects pornographic images per se, I don't think that's in the Constitution, right. and you could make the argument one way or another. But, to- w- right, and that's what I'm saying is um, when it comes to censorship, uh, you could, they, they could open it up to uh, certain age groups only can view certain things. But the thing is, too often uh, the the social media platforms are like, well, we've got to, We've got to really protect our, our viewers. We've got to, we've just, we don't yeah. want them to know that, um, that ivermectin is a valid treatment it, for exactly because <laughs> yeah. that could be very harmful if yeah. that were to get out or budesonide. That, that's another mm-hmm. one that's a really good one, mm-hmm. true, 
But yet at the same time, here's, they don't want that to get out. Here's what is but ridiculous. This is this is proof that we live in a bizarre upside down world. The 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 previous president of our country, President Donald Trump, was the president of the United States, and he was banned from Twitter and Facebook. The Taliban has a Twitter account. This is the world we live in. <clears throat> like what? Like. I, I don't even... This is madness. It would almost be kind of comical if the Taliban jumped on <coughs> their Twitter account and we're like, ha! Yeah. How can we have a have an account and they and old Trump can't? I wish the Taliban would, would tweet Make America Great Again. Just to, That would be hilarious. That would get them banned. Yes, it would. Uh, you know how how crazy is it? You, know, I think years from now, historians are going to be looking back if the if we haven't like you know completely and utterly destroyed society forever, you know. And and but years from now, historians are going to be looking back and they're going to be like, like, why were people getting up in arms over the the sentiment "Make America Great Again"? Like, you would have never guessed <clears throat> if you ten years ago, if you bet me and you said, "Hey, man, I bet you a thousand dollars." That one day, it will. That if you say the phrase or wear a hat that says "Make America Great Again," it will incite people to want to punch you in the face. It boggles my mind how many people, <laughs> adults, get mad over the mm-hmm. fact that a little kid will wear a "Make America Great Again" hat. Teachers, yeah, full-on adults. <clears throat> they just we're living they, in the upside-down world. They get. Yet at the same time, those teachers and those adults that get upset about that would immediately come out and say that they are tolerant. Tolerant of you to think whatever you want. No, you're not. No. no it does not. That, that, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and it's the same, same exact people that are of the mindset that uh, gays and lesbians <clears throat> and trans, uh, they're, they're the ones that are saying, well... Yeah. Uh, you got to be tolerant of the way that I want to uh, dress, or the way I, I uh, the way I want to live my life. I want, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you want to be LGBT, whatever you want to do, if you want to be a cat, go you. be a cat. I don't care. Just don't push it on me all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've not understood is. So I'll be driving Uber on the weekends, and this gay or lesbian or whatever gets in my car, and uh, I had one not too long ago. He gets in, and he's he literally comes out, and he's like, so are you straight? Or? I was like, yeah, I'm straight. He goes, man, I can't stand straight people. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, the good thing is, uh, <clears throat> what you don't understand by that statement, and, and it's what's going through my mind, what he doesn't understand by that statement is you wouldn't be here. If it were not for straight people. Yeah. <laughs> and, or a straight situation. What's yeah. funny about that is, not seconds after he said, I can't stand straight, pe- straight people, he literally followed it up with a, that exact statement of, I know that if I, uh, uh, though I, I understand, or though I, I don't like straight people, I know that I wouldn't be here. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Well, and I'm going, What? You also, know that, but yet at the same time you can't stand them. Also, what? if if he were to say that on Twitter, 
it wouldn't be branded as hate speech. But no. if they, if someone said, I can't stand gay people, that That's would hate be speech. hate speech. And that would get you banned. A hundred percent would get you banned. Yeah. <clears throat> So my question, I guess uh, the conundrum yeah, that we I mean, find that's just as bad as saying I can't stand black people. Yeah, uh, that would be that would be you know uh, stereotyping and racist and a broad stroke generalizing an entire. But at the same time, portion of the population. If a black person says I can't stand white people, that's not hate speech. Yeah, that's not racist. You can't be racist if you're marginalized. You can't be oppressive if you're oppressed. This is the logic that is being vomited up on social media Makes and mainstream media. No real sense. Mm-hmm. Now, to the oppressed, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, it's because we live in this. Um, <clears throat> we live in this in this era now where people feel like like everyone. No one wants to look inward for their own problems and say, "Well, maybe it's you know, I, it's my issues, you know, or, or I'm the problem, or whatever." Everyone wants it's it's got to be someone else's fault. It's got to be a bigger, and it's easy. It's very easy to go around and say, "Well, the reason I'm a loser at life is because you know life just dealt me a poor deck of uh, cards, and I'm, and and everyone's out to get me. Society's out to get me. There is institutional racism, or I'm, you know, or or if you're, you know, any any sort of marginalized class of citizen, you're. The reality is, is what this all seems like to me, is it seems like it's a means and an ability or the way." A way to um, divide a population, so that way, so that way the the you know the powers that be get to remain in power. I mean, is one of two things. It is either domestically within our own government or within our own country a, a means to remain in power and hold power over the masses by getting people to squabble over dumb things, their differences, right? <clears throat> or it is an attack from outside sources to destroy America from within. I mean, those, are, those are really the only two potential uh, options here. Like, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not likely, because the reality is, is the vast majority of people would get along just fine if they were talking to people in person. Also, I think there's a combination of the fact that people did not, like, technology is advancing faster than people can adapt, and people have not adapted to this form of communication which is online in text format. Like, it's a whole lot easier to say horrendous things to people when you're hiding behind a keyboard than when you're right in front of their face. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you <clears throat> say those things uh, hiding behind that keypad or keyboard, you're... Uh, it's, it's easier to keep all your teeth in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get a bloody nose until you meet yeah. that person that you're yeah. trashing. Yeah, once they invent, like, the ability to, like, send a punch over the internet, <clears throat> then I think people will become far more tame on social media. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's right or, or appropriate to punch someone because they say something that you don't like, but I'm just saying the fear of that being a potential possibility is what keeps people from saying dumb things, especially to people of larger stature. <laughs> so... I think I just had a Seth Rogen laugh there for a second. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, I saw. I saw a tweet one time. And someone tweeted uh, saying uh, they said uh, they said uh, in all seriousness, do do uh, actors in Hollywood, people who hang around Seth Rogen, do they get annoyed by their by his laugh sometimes? <laughs> and Seth Rogen replied, and he said, "Yes, they do." 
very, very self-aware of himself. Uh, imagine having that laugh. I would get annoyed with that. I think it's a funny laugh, but, you know, I couldn't, you know, I'd be like, all right, you need to stop saying funny things around Seth, okay? <laughs> if we're hanging out around him all the time, I'm like, okay, all right, well, we got we to gotta stop this. Um, <clears throat> um, no, I, th- I think the censorship issue it is quite the conundrum because if we do say, well, private governments or private companies, we, we imply or we apply regulations to them and say you aren't allowed to censor people, it sets, it almost sets a dangerous precedence. <clears throat> because then, if that were the case, it makes it to where it, it would set a precedence to where one could argue that private businesses can't. How, can't reserve the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason, right? Mm. Um, because then, you know, then it then it, it it becomes this conundrum. So the I don't I don't know if I don't think government regulation is the answer per se. <clears throat> I think the only real answer would be to people for people to leave these platforms. The problem is is. You remember back in the day when YouTube was not the unilateral place that you found videos on the internet? Yeah. Remember stupidvideos.com? Yep. I was, yeah, I was trying <laughs> to think of the name. Um, it's called Stupid Videos. I even remember they're like when you opened up a video, it would go, Stupid Videos. Remember that? Yep. And it had, a, had like a, I don't know, like, a, like the TV static that came on right at the beginning. It was just like ra- a, collection, a random collection of dumb videos online. Yeah. Like and it was by far more popular than YouTube. Basically a uh, <clears throat> compilation of um America's funniest videos. More or less and then also like had like m- basically meme videos before memes were even a thing. Yeah. And it it went away. And then YouTube eventually became. So if you want to well, watch YouTube was already around, YouTube it wasn't yes, as strong. It wasn't. And because YouTube didn't have any good content on it. At right. the time, like it was, it was, it was basically nothingness. Like we didn't, we didn't, I didn't go on YouTube ever. Uh, but now like there are, there are like, like full length feature films on YouTube, you know, it's, it is the internet video platform by far and large. Oh, yeah. So if, if I'm needing, when I'm out on a customer site and I got to make sure that I've got internet, I'm going to YouTube. Yeah. I used to uh, used to go, go to stupidvideos.com. <laughs> no. I'd go to CNN because that's not a site I would go to on the normal basis. Uh-huh. Um, but then it started popping up as that was one of my normal sites. And I was like, no, I don't want that to be one of my normal <laughs> sites. Um, I'm not about the commie news. Uh, but <clears throat> anyways, I, I just, I would go to the site to make sure I had internet. Yeah. And I was like. I'm just going to go start going to YouTube because it's going to pop up videos. And if I, if it's pulling up video clips and I know I've got internet. Yeah. But anyways, that was a weird rant. Yeah. So, I mean, a rabbit trail. So the problem is, is that they have these monopolies on this, on the internet medias, you know, between, between YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, you basically have the entirety of social media wrapped up into, into, literally three companies and um and you know like uh you know like there's instagram but that's owned by facebook and then um you know so 
So if if people were to say, you know what, we're leaving YouTube because we don't like their, you know, we don't like their policies and stuff, and they leave YouTube, they're they're especially like they'd have especially if they don't have like a massive following, it'd be tough. And even if they did have a massive following, it'd be tough to get all of the entirety of their following to translate over and move with them if they announce, hey, I'm going to go to. Uh, I don't know what's there. There's another one. Vimeo is a thing, but I think that's like only music videos or something. I don't know. There's another. There's another video thing that popped up. This this is a good example of it. I don't even remember the name of it, but it wasn't. It was supposed to be like it's supposed to kind of be like a YouTube alternative that is uncensored, in the sense that they're not going to. There's there's two of them. There's Vivo and Vimeo. There's another one too. There's there's another one that's supposed to like be more friendly towards. Um, uh, basically not have political censorship. Because, you know, YouTube was pulling videos because people were talking about ivermectin on them. YouTube also demonetizes on the regular anything that they deem is, you know, harmful. Or, or something like, for instance, like gun videos. Anyone who has a gun channel doesn't make money off of YouTube. Which I find interesting that they will demonetize videos. So the creator of the content doesn't get ad revenue for their video. However, you still see ads on their video. So YouTube is making money off of that video. They're just not sharing it with a content creator. And I, I think legitimately, I don't know, I don't think that YouTube is particularly taking a political stance on a lot of these things. I don't think it's as politically motivated as it is a way of them being sneaky and you know building in these potential abilities to demonetize so that way they can demonetize a quarter of the content creator's <clears throat> um, videos so that way they get to rake in more money and not have to share as big of a cut. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's politically motivated. I think it's money motivated. And they can say, because if they were really that, if they really didn't like videos that featured like gun, you know, shooting guns and stuff like that or hunting uh, videos, if they really didn't like that, they would just not allow it on their platform at all. Not allow yeah. it and then monetize it for themselves. <clears throat> or not say, you know, not, oh, well, we'll let you put it up here, but we're going to demonetize it. No, 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 no. They just want more money. Now, Twitter, on the other hand, uh, Twitter and Facebook, they're definitely censoring based off of political views. That's what they're doing. And the uh, question, you know. Jack Dorsey with Twitter is uh, <clears throat> very political that way. Yeah. Same with uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. The not a robot Zuckerberg. Mark, not a robot Zuckerberg. <laughs> They're both very politically uh, challenging and censoring uh, the the Republican side, the conservative side, because if if you've got anything that's yeah. uh, mask related, mm -hmm. you you say, well, masks don't uh, do anything. They immediately uh, try and. Uh, or not try, they do. They put the... A little fact-check thing yeah, on fact there. Yeah, fact-check thing. Yeah. Total BS. The the, yeah. the fact-check thing is not even really fact-checked. Mm -hmm. The same with uh, ivermectin. H how long has ivermectin been around? Like, since the 1970s or something like that? It's like 40 years. Yeah. It's yeah. long enough to where it doesn't have a patent anymore, and it has been, it has been given to over a billion human beings. And not to mention all the horses it's been given to as well. And and cows. Yeah. And dogs. 
Right. Which you you heard about uh, CNN uh, when when because uh, you know Joe Rogan got COVID, right? Mm. So he got COVID and he kicked it in like three days. Like in three days he was feeling better, and by day five after testing positive, he the fifth day he was neg- tested negative, right? And he gave a list of like he said a lot of things that he was taking. One of which, um. It was a laundry list of medications that were prescribed to him by doctors, uh, by his doctor, one of which was ivermectin. He also, you know, took monoclonal antibodies, uh, you know, had was taking pregnazone and like a handful of other things, but CNN he focused... Pregnant? <laughs> pregnazone, it's a steroid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of, uh, but one, the CNN uh, chose to zero in on ivermectin, and they said, CNN said, that Joe Rogan was taking horse dewormer. They called it a horse dewormer, which is not technically untrue. But Joe Rogan's like, <laughs> Joe Rogan said, he's like, he's like, they, they know what they're doing. He's like, they know, like, they know I can afford people medicine. <laughs> you know? But the thing is, like, it, I think it's hilarious that they frame it that way, like it's a bad thing that it has veterinary that's like, uses. That's what Kaylin was saying. She's like, "Hey, make sure you do your research on the ivermectin, because uh, Kaylin is my youngest sister. She works yeah. in a pharmacy. <clears throat> she is a pharmacy tech. She is not a pharmacist, which means she, she, she knows how to count tech. She knows how to count pills. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and so she, uh, she." basically read the text and immediately because she she has seen that her pharmacists uh make people sign a waiver if they get the ivermectin or something yeah that they can't come back and sue the uh walgreens or whatever she works for well ivermectin is fda approved it's just not fda approved for treatment of covid that's it. It's just an off-label treatment, which happens a lot, you know. Oh, get this. Doctors prescribe medicines all the time that are not th- necessarily spe- specified to treat that particular element. I think I brought this up uh, about my uncle and how... So he's he has... <clears throat> or he's been in the hospital for a little over a month now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday was a month. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in a hospital for... He went in because of COVID. Yeah. He wasn't getting better until... The doctors uh, said, hey, we've got a, um, a drug that we've been trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's in the trials phase that we'll, we can try with you. And uh, it, they're like, it's a rheumatoid arthritis drug, but uh, we'll try it for this as, for you as well. And he goes, oh, okay. And then she tells him the name. The name of this drug is the exact same drug that he was supposed to be on for his rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. And yet they didn't know that he was supposed to be on it because they weren't checking his chart, his medical chart. <clears throat> yeah. I thought that that, that was kind of priority number one when you walk in as a doctor. You walk into the patient's room. Now, this might be just TV. I was going to say, every TV show has told me that the first thing that a guy <laughs> with a white lab coat does when they walk in a room is they, they pull up that chart. Not just the white lab coats, but the nurses, too. Mm-hmm. They, they got that chart. They, they open up the chart. They look and see if you're allergic to anything, yeah. penicillin, or <clears throat> um, like in uh, Bethany Lawson, the girl that goes to our church. Um, well, my church now, not yours. Yeah. Uh, but Bethany Lawson, she's allergic to, uh, what's it called? Rubber gloves. 
So like, uh, or not mm-hmm. rubber gloves, but um, latex, latex, latex allergy. So, you you bring a balloon into her room, <clears throat> you kill her. Speaking oh. of speaking of allergies, just on a, a weird tangent. So you know, in the military, you have dog tags, right? If you have an allergy, you get a red dog tag on top of your identification. So the dog tag's purpose is, is identifying who you are, your social security number, and so your it's blood kind of the th- same thing as a little chart. More or less, like that, because and the reason you wear dog tags is because if you get injured on the battlefield, it's not like a corpsman can pull, you know, come up. He's pull, not going to be able to pull that chart. He doesn't have a chart to pull up. You know, <laughs> where do you pull that chart out of? Yeah, where do you pull that chart? So, <laughs> so he's right he, out of your shirt. Yeah. So any field medic has to, you know, has to know like if you have to get a you know blood transfusion or something, they need to know your blood type and if you have any allergies. Those are the two main things and who you are. It's also used, you know, in identifying you in case you know you're too mangled to identify so they know where to send the pieces back to that's why in your uh, most most people in the military not only wear the dog tags around their neck but they also have you get a you get three dog tags you get two that go around your neck and then the third one you put in one of your laces on one of your boots so that way if you get blown into pieces and you know they know whose foot belongs to who i've seen pictures of uh like dog tag in the boot yeah. And I've always wondered what that was for. In case you in case you're not in one piece. Um they can they can identify at least some of the When remains. did they start doing that? I don't know, but it's been like that since I've been in the military. And I think it's been going on for a while. Um my assumption is it's it's been going on for I don't know. They they they, they everyone who said it said it like it's been happening. But anyways, you get a fourth dog tag if you have an allergy and as a bright red dog tag. And it has your allergies on it. So I am allergic to penicillin. So I have a penicillin. It says, you know, allergies, penicillin. I was at Aircrew Candidate School, which is a um, basically a water survival school in Pensacola. And there was this guy there. And he had a red dog tag. And I saw that it said Twinkies. He's literally allergic to Twinkies. Like, like the hostess Twinkies, right? Not an ingredient in Twinkies. Just Twinkies. He's allergic to Twinkies. Because when, when he told me he was allergic to Twinkies, I said, "Okay, you're 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 joshing me. Like that's not that's not a thing." And he showed me his dog tag. It literally said Twinkies on there. I'm like, "Okay, this is just a joke." Like you're, anyways. <clears throat> but yes, allergies uh, thing. But so. On the on the medicine side of things, you know, so they're talking about you know they 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 called it a horse dewormer, right? Um, acting as though because it has because they act like it's a but so many drugs, in fact, almost like a lot of people drugs are also used in veterinary medicine because obviously if they have people applications, they can oftentimes have application in animals. I mean, penicillin is used in veterinary medicine. But you don't, you know, if someone's taking penicillin, if you're CNN, I guess that means that, you know, you, you, you come out and say, oh, um, you know, uh, this person is taking uh, cat antibiotics, you know. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, veter- veteran, veterinarians use penicillin, but so do people. So it's, it's disingenuous at best and outright deceptive at worst and and I can't it and it's not that I can't believe it it's that it seems it seems inc- incredible to me that a that a uh, journalistic like a, a a journalism agency a news network can say that 
and get away with it. <clears throat> something, you know, to say something like that. I mean, that'd be like if so I you, called... You want to know when dog tags started? Um, well, I know that they existed back before the World Wars. 1936. Okay, so that would be World War One, Or before World War Two, after World War One. So... Oh, no, it I'm, started I'm, in I'm World I'm War II. That's, uh, that's World War Two. You want to see what an old dog tag looks like? <laughs> Yeah, it looks it looked like, like a coin. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Defense.gov. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, uh, you know, but to say to say he was taking horse so dewormer. Actually, actually, hang on. Now, I know you're you're talking about that. But uh, 1862 is the original dog tags with the little coin things. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But dog tags in their present form. It was actually called. Uh, I just saw it, Dadgummit. Oh, engraved discs. Ah. Not dog tags. Well, knowing the military, there'd be an acronym attached to it, and that would be ED. They probably had to quit calling it engraved discs whenever erectile <laughs> dysfunction came out. They had to be like, ah, oh, we can't we can't say that every soldier has E D. <laughs> <clears throat> can't be saying that. Let's call them dog tags. <laughs> um no, so, you know, to say that ivermectin is horse dewormer would be like if I called CPS on you because you were feeding your your kids do, uh, cat food, you know, because you were giving them milk. Yes, it is, you know, <laughs> it can be a cat food, but also at the same time, you know, it's it's milk. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, I think I saw a meme uh, about the horse dewormer thing. And, uh, and it said like, uh, you know, a- after Joe Rogan drinks water and then like it shows like CNN and it says, it says Joe Rogan suggesting to his fans to drink a substance that is also known as an engine coolant. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I like, <laughs> at first I, I, lo- I looked at it and I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, water. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Makes I think, sense. I think, I think it was like, shows a picture of Joe Rogan says, yeah, I drink a lot of water. And then CNN, it's like Joe Rogan recommending to his fans to drink a, a, a substance also known or a substance used for cooling engines. <laughs> it's like, come on people. Yeah. Uh, this is Joe Rogan also drinks the same thing that horses drink. Yeah. What a inhumane thing for him to do. I don't get it. I, I, I don't even know, man. Like, I, I don't know where this goes. I don't, I don't know where this goes. It, it's a constant spin that anybody that's conservative, <clears throat> yeah, they, they obviously are just going to be bad people. I, you are a bad person, yeah. Matt, if you think that you're cons- or if you think uh, conservatively. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think what it is is it's a concerted effort to keep people divided. So. Um, I don't want to cut it short, but we got to cut it short. Yeah, we do have to cut it short. So what do we do about the sponsor? I just won't put an ad in this one. That's what I'm going to do. Or you could just slip it in there somewhere. I just slip it. That's, that's hard to do whenever we're talking. <laughs> and also, whenever we don't announce that we're doing it, it sounds kind of weird whenever, like, just like so, a pause in the... So just go back and uh, edit it and say... Nah. Yeah, I'll just, like, jump in in the middle of the conversation whenever you're like, dog tag started in... 
pardon me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have the, yeah. the monologue about the, the yeah. ad way at the end. Yeah. We'll be back right after these messages. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 it'd be like the cliffhanger, you know? <laughs> so dog tags actually started in, we'll be right back right after these messages. <laughs> Then people have to come. All you gotta do is cut this back and yeah, yeah. No, I'm just gonna say we just won't run an ad. No, okay. We we don't have to run. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. You don't get to hear the ad. It's the same ad, or at least it has been lately. So, anyways, uh, until the next time, uh, we gotta get out of here so that way we can convert this office back into an office and not a studio. Uh, Sign or. Or am I allowed to? Is that is that cultural appropriation? Because I said Sayonara. I don't know. Where's it from? I'm pretty sure Sayonara is uh, Japanese, maybe? Oh, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, okay. Well, my stepdad's half Japanese. Does that count? Do I get... Let's do it. Yeah. Is it cultural appropriation if you use chopsticks to eat? <laughs> that's that's what I want to know. I, I eat. I use chopsticks all the time. <laughs> oh, when, I, when I eat Asian food, really. Oh, that's really cultural appropriation. Anyways, until the next time, uh, peace, we out. Audios, something. All of the let's all of the cultures goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>